0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today.
1: What's your take today on what you're observing? Today was the best day for former President Trump. Uh, The Democrats are playing right into the hands of the argument that Trump is going to be making about the First Amendment. Everything they're arguing supports the First Amendment argument. They're saying that this was all part of an effort to protest the election, to say it was stolen, to say it was a fraud. Remember two things about the First Amendment. It doesn't distinguish truth from falsity. A lie is as protected as the truth.
0: That's Alan Dershowitz discussing what happened yesterday. And it's so interesting that on that First Amendment conversation, that isn't the one I focus on. Because that's the argument that the president's words incited a riot, and you're not allowed to engage some kind of stopping of his words because he has the First Amendment right to them. I think the problem with that argument, and I would say this to Mr. Dershowitz, is that it gets too far into the legal weeds for something that is not a legal process. That you might be able to appeal to some of the lawyers in the room there in the Senate. But I think you need a larger, more tangible argument. Something you can better sink your teeth into. That's why I go to their impeachment article is incitement of insurrection. And what they presented yesterday was, look at all the horrible things that happened. they did not in any way shape or form prove the incitement tony katz tony katz today 833 got tony 833-468-8669 now we're going to cover more of uh, the impeachment trial today you have to we got to hear what they're saying and know what's going on the name you're going to be hearing is delegate stacy plaskett p-l-a-s-k-e-t-t from the u.s virgin islands i was I was on Newsmax yesterday. I was on Newsmax. This morning uh a different subject. This morning something despicable from Anderson Cooper which I'll get to. But discussing a bit of of uh impeachment yesterday and then got to watch her presentation uh in in full. She did a very good job. Her style, her demeanor, uh her her proper pacing all worked out extremely well. And what was she sharing? Well, here's a mock-up of the Capitol, everybody. You see this red dot? That's where the riotous mob was. And here's all that happened. Video of them breaking into the Capitol. Video of an officer going right by Mitt Romney, Senator Mitt Romney, as he was walking to the chamber, running by him, and then Mitt Romney turning around and running to his office. Staffers getting into a conference room, and then seven minutes later, you had rioters banging at the doors the video of Mike Pence and his family being ushered down the stairs, which was video, I have to tell you, I was very opposed to seeing. Not that it made their case, or I don't believe it does make their case, but the idea that I don't want anyone to see what we do with the president or the vice president of the United States. I only hope they got approval from the Secret Service before sharing that video. And I'll say this, it's ugly. It's ugly, ugly video. Some of it, just like we saw on day one when they were showing why this was constitutional, you could argue was deceptively edited. I think you'd be able to make that argument effectively in a series of spots. The point, however, is that what delegate uh, 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 Plaskett, was putting forward had nothing to do with the impeachment article, which is incitement insurrection. It had to do with a riot at the Capitol. And that's why it is so easy, easily um, pushed back against. It is easy to take a look at this and say, wait a second. And I want to take you through some of it. Bit by bit. Now, I don't have... Uh, her uh, A fully condensed version of what she discussed. I have a couple of things uh, that, that she said that I'll share with you. Utilizing my words. If someone's going to say to me, I'm not saying it the way she said it, you can go back and check the audio and you'll find, of course, I'm saying it exactly as she said it or paraphrasing to exactly as she said it because I gain nothing from not utilizing her words. And one of the things that they shared were calls for help. There were calls for help from the Capitol Police. Now, you know that I'm somebody who wonders why the Capitol Police didn't open fire. Let me say that again. I want to know why the Capitol Police didn't open fire. And If you say to me, Tony, that's, that, that's terrible. These people, they, they were fighting for justice. No, they weren't. They were dressed up like a Viking, or a centaur and they were looking to do god only knows what you aren't fighting for your rights if you can carry the podium out of the house if you have time for a selfie you're not fighting for rights so let's stop that conversation in its tracks because it'd be a lot easier to go forward Calls for help. I, I I agree that there were calls for help, and I believe they were probably panic calls for help. And she played some, and they were panic calls for help. Riot here, breaking down the gate there. We need help here. We need this. I want to know where Capitol Police were. I want to know why there weren't more. There were, there were reasons to have more, and I'll get to that in a second. Something else that Delegate Plaskett said from the U.S. Virgin Islands. But, in this idea of calls for help, the first thing I asked myself is, what about the calls for help from, from David Dorn? David Dorn, Captain St. Louis, shot and killed in front of a pawn shop during the riots there over um uh, George Floyd, or it was just an Antifa riot or whatever. Sometimes these things all blend into each other. But there he was, shot and killed. I don't know if he had a chance to make a call for help, but I'm sure he wanted to. Calls for help are in no way, in no way, proof of incitement to insurrection. No proof at all. So when you tell me that there were calls for help, what you're telling me is there were calls for help notice how it doesn't connect there's a, a lawyer leslie gordon i believe her name is i thought she said something very very smart on social media which is so rare to find that they presented to the democrats in a way uh that basically stated um we're telling you this is bad so it must be true if we're saying it so therefore it's factual and that's not the way any of this works that's not that's not science Let's go to another part of it. Here we see these these, these people entering uh, the, 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 the halls and, and, and breaking into the building, and they are in tactical body armor. They have baseball bats and body shields. And the first thing I said was, oh, you mean Antifa? How many times have we seen in Seattle and Portland, in Chicago, in New York. New York, just a few weeks ago, they had a march with full-body shields. We've always seen them in tactical gear. Baseball bats, we see that all the time. Where has is, where is Delegate Plaskett been? No one is making the argument that the people who entered the Capitol were awful, were wrong. I shouldn't say awful. I should say wrong. Some were awful. I'm sure you can find somebody you're like, hey, that guy was just confused. They were wrong to enter, as opposed to being an awful person. Well, can I, maybe, I'm being, maybe I'm giving too much credit. Maybe I'm being too nice. But the larger scale conversation is that there were people who came to do damage. Just like we see in these cities all the time. Were there or were there not riots in Portland just last night with people trying to enter the police station? Enter means break in. Enter means bust in. Enter means do harm to others. Again, has nothing to do with conviction on impeachment, has nothing to do with insurrection. Because we've seen it everywhere. Are you telling me it's not insurrection when ICE agents are surrounded, when cop cars are are, are overturned, when they attack police stations? You mean at the Capitol it is? If you want to argue they were going after Mike Pence, you can make that argument. You cannot argue that's insurrection. Because it's not. Were they trying to overthrow a government or were they trying to, what was the plan? And by the way, don't you think a plan actually matters in this case? So let's talk about plan. Because this came from Delegate Plaskett. And what she said was, on two different occasions, on two different occasions, she said there was coordination. Coordination? What do you mean coordination? Well, there had been coordination both at the event and online to put together this attack. And if you're now going to tell me there's coordination, which is something we knew from the Washington Post piece about two weeks ago, well then how is Donald Trump guilty of the incitement of insurrection? I'm not a lawyer, all I did was listen. That's it, that is, that is my amazing skill. My amazing skill is I could listen and say, huh, all of these things that we are discussing here have absolutely nothing to do with incitement to insurrection. So what was the point of bringing it up? And I'm not even done. The point of bringing it up is that they know that on the actual article, they cannot get the vote. So pull as many heartstrings as you can and create as much emotion as you can. So when the Republicans do the right thing to the charge, America stays further divided. You start realizing that the impeachment itself, this trial itself, is the incitement. I'm Tony Katz. Impeachment continues apace. Now, they're going at a better clip than I thought they would. I'm actually a bit uh, surprised by it. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. That's the number. That's how you get to be a part of the show. Uh, The Democrats uh, should be finishing up today. That's the way it seems to be going down that they will get this finished up today. Good for us. Right? Good for us and 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 important for us and I'm I'm happy about it. I'm happy about it because well, it, right now based on yesterday, I am not so sure what uh what it is that we think the defense is supposed to be in terms of how long they're supposed to go. Do you really gain anything by giving 16 hours of defense? And I am not so sure that that you do. I'm not so sure that you win anything by doing so. As a matter of fact, I think it's a mistake. Rather they may want to seriously look into the idea of just saying, you know what? Oh, yes, 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 yes. No, 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 no. You've got Friday. Don't bother America on a Saturday. Eight hours. Finish. Oh, yes. I believe that's that's very, very, very valuable. It's a bad option. And I... I Ari, I don't know why you're arguing with me. Of course they're not going to listen. They're going to put on the full 16-hour dog and pony. Absolutely, positively they are. This goes without saying. I'm saying they shouldn't. I'm saying they should do anything but. Not that they're going to listen to me. Now, I want to share a little something about the Lincoln Project because you need to remember who these people are in every single way the people associated with the Lincoln Project supported and defended and looked the other way at a a, uh, a predator just so we all understand each other this is what happened They looked the other way when it came to a predator. Somebody who took, looked at young men, his name is John Weaver, and he looked at young men who were getting in the business and said, Hey, I'll help you. Hey, I'll take care of you. By the way, that haircut looks great on you. By the way, you're terrific. And then a whole history of text messages and everything else that are so gross and duplicitous and sick that he leaves the Lincoln Project and all those people, George Conway and, and Steve Schmidt and Rick Wilson, oh, we, we, we didn't know, oh, we're, we're, this is disgusting, oh, he had very little to do with the organization, George Conway, Kellyanne Conway's husband saying, you know, I didn't really know him that well. They created the Lincoln Project as a way of saying this is what good Republicans do, they attack Trump and anybody who disagreed with him, then Trump loses, they decide they're Democrats, it was a grift. It was money-making, baby, from beginning to end. That's all it was. And anytime time one of their f- fellow hoodlums, one of their fellow thug grifters, shakedown artists, has a problem, oh, uh, we didn't know that person. Oh, we weren't sure about that person. Oh, we, we never had a, they were not a leader of anything. That's what they said about John Weaver. He was never really in charge. Oh, uh, another guy, Mike, was it Matlin? Somebody. Oh, he was never really in charge. We have got the receipts. Somebody. Somebody posted. I've got the receipts. I think that were they from the Washington Blade, which is a a, a gay newspaper, gay magazine. Uh, and he's like, we we have this. It was solid reporting. The Associated Press was saying that going as far back as June, leaders of the Lincoln Project knew all about the multiple sexual misconduct allegations against John Weaver. And of the ninety million dollars they raised from uh, that they raised 50 million plus more than fifty million went to firms controlled by the group's leaders. I mean, even Ilhan Omar was like, okay, that's impressive. You just funneled the money to yourself. That's impressive. These guys are scam artists. They were always scam artists. Low rent and low class. I never brought them up because I never wanted to give them any kind of name ID. I once had one of them come after me on on Twitter, Reed Galen, you putz. You're going to tell me about morality? You supported and defended this guy, John Weaver, going after young men? hey, I'll help you out if I get a little something-something. I'm the problem? Reed Galen, kiss my ass. What is this? Oh, damn. I'm supposed to put up with this? I ignore... When, when people are ridiculous, I ignore them. Right? That's, and, and some people, I, I think, are like, nah, nah you, gotta, you gotta hit them and you gotta punch them. I'm like, it's, it's, more, it's more... My time is worth more than that. But in this context, oh, yeah. Reed's a chump. Reed's a chump, had a predator right there, knew about it, did nothing about it, I wonder how much he took. But I guess that's for investigations. Don't trust the Lincoln Project. I'm Tony Katz. Jamie Raskin is up. He's the representative from Maryland. He is leading the impeachment managers. From every account, a capable, capable lawyer. Has he done the job here? This is the question, of course this is absolutely the question the answer as well i don't think so tony katz tony katz today 833 got tony 833-468-8669 let's take it to representative raskin on the floor audience hit back and that's
1: what we need a little bit more of come out. and, yeah, and we'll talk it. to you about that later yeah but there's not going to be time i just curious Okay, speak, speak right with now. shane please Put you know, just-
0: came here, you,
1: you did the same thing. Get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. If the last guy did the same thing. You were the guardian? Yes, and you just broke my glasses. If the last guy did the same damn thing. You just body slammed me and broke my glasses.
0: But Greg is smart. And by the way, never wrestle him.
1: You understand that? Never.
0: Any guy that can do a body slam, he's my guy. So, again, it's the more sharing of video. And, and I've said about that video, that's Charlottesville, right? Jews will not replace us. On behalf of all the Jews, we don't want to replace you. Truth. <laughs> we've, we've seen who you are. We've seen how you live. And we're like, you know what? We're cool. We're cool. We, we are totally fine with how we're doing it. We think we're doing it better. We, we really think that, that we've, we've got a better understanding of how to handle this uh, than, than, than you do. We're, yeah, 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 no, no, we're cool. Thank you very much. But again, it's with the showing of the video. It's always with the showing of the video. All the time. That's how they think they really and truly move their message. That's how they think they're going to be most effective. Let's bring it back now to Representative Raskin.
1: Men and proud boys um, invaded the city, the great city of Charlottesville, and killed Heather Heyer. And he said that an attack on a black protester at one of his rallies was very, very appropriate. Does that sound familiar? Listen to how President Trump responded when asked about his own conduct on January the 6th.
0: SO IF YOU READ MY SPEECH, AND MANY PEOPLE HAVE DONE IT, IT'S BEEN ANALYZED AND PEOPLE THOUGHT THAT WHAT I SAID WAS TOTALLY APPROPRIATE.
1: SO THERE THE PATTERN IS, STARING US IN THE FACE. VERY VERY APPROPRIATE, HE SAID AFTER A MAN WAS ASSAULTED AT ONE OF HIS RALLIES. TOTALLY APPROPRIATE WAS HOW HE CHARACTERIZED HIS INCITEMENT ON JANUARY 6TH, MEANING THAT Of course, if given the chance, he would gladly do it again, because why would he not engage in totally appropriate conduct? An examination of his past statements makes it clear that when Donald Trump tells a crowd, as he did on January 6th, fight like hell, or you won't have a country anymore, he meant for them to fight like hell. On January 6th... That became clear to all of America. Now, let's consider the events, Senators, that took place last year in Michigan, where President Trump demonstrated his willingness and his ability to incite violence against government officials who he thought were getting in his way. When responding to extremist plots in Michigan, Trump showed he knew how to use the power of a mob to advance his political objectives. Beginning in March, Trump leveled attacks on Michigan Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer for the coronavirus policies in her state. On March 17th, the day after Governor Whitmer pushed the federal government to better support the states on COVID-19, Trump criticized her handling of the pandemic, tweeting, failing Michigan governor must work harder and be much more proactive. We are pushing her to get the job done. I stand with Michigan. March 27th, he added, I love Michigan. One of the reasons we're doing such a great job for them during this horrible pandemic. Yet your governor, Gretchen Half-Whitmer, is weighing over her head. She doesn't have a clue. Likes blaming everyone for her own ineptitude. Hashtag mega. By April, Trump's rhetorical attacks and name-calling turned to calls for mass mobilization of his supporters. This was a sign of things to come. On April 17th, 2020, he tweeted, quote, Liberate Michigan. Not even two weeks later, on April 30th, his supporters marched on the Michigan State Capitol in Lansing. They stormed the building. Trump's marching orders were followed by aggressive action on the ground. As the video shows, these militant protesters showed up ready to take a violent stand. They came armed and tightly packed themselves into the building with no regard, of course, for social distancing. This Trump-inspired mob may indeed look familiar to you. Confederate battle flags, MAGA hats, weapons, camo army gear, just like the insurrectionists who showed up and invaded this chamber on January 6th. The siege of the Michigan State House was effectively a state-level dress rehearsal for the siege of the U.S. Capitol that Trump incited on January 6th. It was a preview of the coming insurrection. President Trump's response to these two events was strikingly similar. Following the armed siege in Lansing, President Trump refused to condemn the attacks on the Michigan Capitol, or denounce the violent lawbreakers. Instead, he did just the opposite. He upheld the righteousness of his violent followers' cause, and he put pressure on the victim of the attack to listen to his supporters. The day after the mob attack in Lansing, Trump told Governor Whitmer to negotiate with the extremists, tweeting that the governor should just, quote, give a little to the violent men who had stormed the Capitol, threatening not only the stability of the Michigan government, but her own life. As you can see, he tweeted, the governor of Michigan should give a little and put out the fire. These are very good people, but they are angry. They want their lives back again safely. See them, talk to them, make a deal. The president says heavily armed extremists carrying Confederate battle flags and pushing past police to overtake the Michigan State House chamber are very good people and just negotiate with them. It's clear he doesn't think that they're at fault in any way at all. But April 30th wasn't the only time Trump supporters stormed Michigan Capitol. Emboldened by his praise and his encouragement and support, they escalated again. This is such a mistake from Jamie Raskin.
0: This cannot possibly be real. Why is it a mistake? Tony, you're just a Trump supporter. Well, we're about to have an interesting conversation in the next hour. You're not going to want to miss it. The mistake is you're not discussing the impeachment charge. You're discussing other events, other places, and engaging this entire idea that everything he ever said led to total disaster. How about all the times that Ayanna Pressley, representative from Massachusetts, said it was okay to stand up and fight, and that led to the protests and the riots in Seattle and in Portland and in Minneapolis and Chicago and New York, led to the violence, led to the bloodshed, approved by people like Rashida Tlaib, approved by people like Ilhan Omar, Representative of? Cortez and others, approved by the entire Democratic Party, approved by CNN, approved by MSNBC. Do you want to go down this road? He's trying to put together that there is a line here of attitude that leads to a result. But if you're not going to look at all of the terminologies, the attitude, I called it, and all of the results, well, then you're an unserious person. No one would let this go by the wayside. Oh, gosh. They're not even, let's call me an, an outsider looking in, right? It's you and me on the bar stool. Are they really trying to persuade members of the Senate? Or are they trying to persuade people who are watching from the outside? If you want Mitt Romney to double down on the idea that he thinks Donald Trump is a despicable person, congratulations, but it's still only one vote. This is a bad way to go about it. I'm Tony Katz. Did we discuss Bruce Springsteen getting uh, booted from the Jeep ads because of the DWI? Like, that's, that's the top-line story. That Bruce Springsteen is in Sandy Hook, New Jersey, near where I grew up. Right, I grew up in Middletown, New Jersey. So, um... I I did not grow up going to the Stone Pony in, in in Asbury Park and 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 watching Bruce although I've been to the Stone Pony Tony Katz, Tony Katz today I've put my feet there because well you have to I mean it's it, it, if you live in New Jersey it's the rules L- at least that part of New Jersey Monmouth County But Sandy Hook been Sandy Hook many times and it was Bruce Springsteen who got busted for DWI in in Sandy Hook uh, and now he, you know, he was the voice of of Jeep in that ad about the middle, and I'm going to Kansas, and I'm putting on a cowboy hat, and Yeehaw! You're not a cowboy, Bruce. You're rough and tumble, and you're 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 speaking for the for the forgotten man, man. Right? That's you. People took Born in the USA, and it was like it, it, that. That really wasn't a complimentary song, and they're like, "This is great." I I enjoy Bruce. I I listen. I there there's some great poetry, there's some great music in there. Fantastic stuff. I don't like the political uh, Bruce at all. I don't enjoy it because I I, I don't I, I I wonder if if he ever reckons with his thoughts. First of all, I didn't introduce myself, Tony Katz, how are you? Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, be sure to like the page. Reckoning with your thoughts. Okay, you believe something is wrong. Did you ask yourself why? And did you ask yourself where else it applies? Which I think is an extremely important question to ask oneself. The very concepts of introspection are the very things that are lost in society lost in our society people don't ask themselves is this right should i be reacting this way and part of that is is because people have been taught that to have reaction is what makes you good and decent reaction is what matters and you are entitled to your reaction as a matter of fact nobody else is to tell tell you whether it's right or wrong if you're not reacting, how will we know you care? Isn't that what we call today virtue signaling? Virtue signaling is about rote response, R O T E. It's it's Orwellian in it and it's it it should make one fearful actually that that it could happen so easily. Something happens and here's the response that you have to give to prove that you care. This the, this is a response that I have to give. There's only one time in history where we saw people, just not one, well, maybe not one time, maybe someone can produce others, where there were these reflex reflexes, these physical reactions to a, something happening to prove they were part of the group. And those reactions can be seen in um, Mao's China as part of something called the struggle sessions. Where if you were to speak out against communism, speak out against Mao, you were attacked, humiliated. You wore dunce caps in front of your village, in front of your town to teach you not, not to speak out, but really it was to teach others. Oh, I don't want that to happen to me. And so what do people do? They go along with the hashtag or they they do whatever. They say whatever. They virtue signal. And so I wonder from Bruce Springsteen, as, as I do with many celebrities, whether or not they ever engage in a concept of introspection and 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 take a look at what it is they truly believe and see how that applies as opposed to yeah, that's good. oh, I just want to do the thing that that, that, that people think is important anyway, um uh, DWI for Bruce Springsteen, he does the Jeep ads now Jeep has scrubbed them and and that video is not showing, and man, it's a lot of money pfft, down the down the tubes that's not the story and everybody is running with this story Bruce got busted for a DWI that's not the story what's the story please tell me you're sitting down and and once you get it look at the person in the car next to you to see if they got it he was busted for a DWI in November of 2020 and at that moment it hits you that Bruce Springsteen had the ability, or New Jersey cops had the ability, or some, I think it was Atlantic Highlands, uh, Sandy Hook. I mean, th- th- these, these are my people. He was able to keep a, a DWI under wraps for two and a half months. Could you do that? If I get a DWI in my town, it will be front page news guaranteed, or your money back. You mean he was able to have them sit on a DWI until after his big ad ran in the Super Bowl? Okay, tell me I'm wrong. Go on. Go on. Tell me that I don't see this properly. I triple dog dare you. Oh, Tony, that's so... Conspiracy theory? He had the DWI in November. and We don't know about it until a couple of days after the Super Bowl we didn't couldn't know about it a week before the Super Bowl we didn't know about it in December he's Bruce freaking Springsteen oh I'm sorry that's the story you get busted for a DWI you're gonna end up like that character in Oz man oh boy But Bruce does, and he gets a three-month pass so Jeep can have their good Super Bowl hit? Second most watched uh, ad? Son of a gun. Son of a gun.
1: Man, that, 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 that ain't cool. I'm Tony Katz.